You are listening to the What Comes Next podcast. I'm your life coach and host, Sydney. This is episode nine. Let's dive in. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode. This one has been interesting already to film (laughs) or record. Um, I am currently sitting in a closet rather than my office where I typically record because I think the sound audio is a little bit better. I've been trying to figure out a way to make sure you guys can hear and have good audio quality and I think this is the best that we've got so far. So we're gonna we're gonna roll with it and let me know if it's any different from what we usually what we usually have. Um, today's episode is about emotional packing versus processing. Okay, what it means, what the difference is, when to use each one and the importance of each one because I do believe both have their place in how you process and work through emotions. But I think if you lean too hard on one or the other, it can get you into some trouble. So we're going to start with some definitions. I love good definitions. And the definition of processing is a series of actions or steps taken to achieve a goal. Okay, so that's processing. Actions or steps taken to achieve a goal. Packing The first um, definition that I found was to pack. And if we went to elementary school, you know you don't use the definition in the word, the word in the definition. So the next best one that I got was to place in a container, especially for transportation or storage. And I thought that illustrated what emotional packing is and feels like absolutely perfectly. So packing, now we're talking more emotionally, how it looks, how it feels. Packing your emotions is the quick, more comfortable option. This can happen when you're in, especially in a reactive state or something really triggers you or gets your emotional radar really riled up, right? It's more comfortable, we push it down, we downplay how we feel or ignore how we feel, and it makes it more tolerable and more comfortable and more palatable, like easier for our body and brain to digest in the moment if those emotions aren't on full blast, right? So we pack them down, we you know, push them deep, ignore it, move on. Don't talk about how we really feel. Like if somebody said something to you that really hurt you, you're like, okay, well, they they didn't mean that. It's fine. Made me angry, but they're having a bad day, right? You come up with all of these excuses not to, it almost invalidates you in that gut reaction and it doesn't hold them accountable or let them know how their actions impacted you, right? And because of that packing, can lead to resentment and a lot of all or nothing language. You always do this. You never do this. I can never get this right, right? It leads to that because you have so much evidence packed down, it feels like always and never, right? It feels like those extremes 
because you haven't had the chance to discharge and discuss each individual situation where you felt slighted or disrespected or it got angry right and that's when it all comes bubbling up to the surface and you get the anger you get the shutdown you get the leaving you get the crying right it feels like you're at capacity and then that little thing tips the scale and it's all floodgates open that's a result of packing so if you find yourself in that situation where you can take little digs here and there you can let it roll off your shoulder but then you start to feel more and more annoyed more easily irritated you start saying thinking things about your partners or your friends like oh wow guess i'll take the trash out again right oh more dishes in the sink let me take care of that right you start noticing that inner dialogue and that inner irritation and resentment that's a huge sign huge flag to be like okay something's building you can only pack boxes so high eventually you hit the ceiling and you either have to start another pile or go through the boxes right and eventually if you choose to start another pile the room that the boxes are in are going to get full is going to get full you can't keep packing without repercussions forever and typically that comes out as Oh, what's the word as a bigger deal than the situation warrants there's a word for it disproportional there we go the response or reaction to that final tipping point is often disproportionate to the actual stimulant or the actual trigger for that specific situation right maybe it is a dish in the sink or no gas in the car or the kids are late for school or something whatever it is your coworker finally says that one one thing to you that you just didn't need to hear today right whatever it is that's going to tip the scales and it's almost like you're opening that closet door and everything just comes out and hits you in the face right so of course you have that disproportionate that big explosive loud charged response that's literally all your stuff coming up and hitting you at once because you haven't had the time or taken the time to unpack you just pack pack it down push it out of the way pack it down push it out of the way and i want to be really clear sometimes that can be a helpful strategy right if you're in super high stakes like if your kid gets hurt really badly or you come upon somebody that really needs help or like a car accident something like that right that doesn't warrant processing in the moment sure absolutely pack it down push it off to the side for just a minute but make sure you come back to it make sure you unpack what you've packed just like vacation right you wouldn't pack for a two-week vacation go on vacation and then come back and just never never touch the suitcase again right half the time that's i'm not gonna say it's fun i'm not a big packer unpacker but it can be allow you to relive memories and feelings from that vacation from that time like oh man this still has some sand on it i remember when we walked this beach and went to that great dinner but the opposite can also be true 
we typically don't pack warm, fuzzy feelings, right? Those we aren't afraid to feel. We pack the ugly shit. We pack the pain. We pack the trauma. We pack the anger. We pack the fear. Because that's more comfortable not to feel right now. Which makes sense why your brain wants to put it away. Okay, so it's just like the vacation example. Maybe you, maybe it was not a vacation. Maybe you went somewhere for a funeral or somewhere and you had a big falling out with your friend, right? Like whatever you're unpacking is going to carry emotions and memories and feelings. And we'll get to how you process these. But I want you to know that when you unpack, it might hurt. It's very likely going to bring up some stuff that I will show you how to process through and is so important to process through because if you don't process it, you keep it, right? That's in your body. You are the closet. You are the room that you're packing all this stuff into. So if you keep packing you to the brim and you don't open anything up, you will run out of space. And there's a lot of really fascinating research on disease and chronic stress and where people store trauma and pain which makes sense if it's in you it's in you right maybe your upper traps are really tight ladies maybe your pelvic floor has trouble maybe you have gut problems right this is all physical manifestations of emotions and energy that's stored inside you okay that's as woo as I'm going to get, but only because there's some science behind it. <laughs> okay, so just know that if you pack you to the brim, eventually it's not going to have anywhere to go. It's going to need to be let out. Okay, and there's two ways to do that. There's explosions and there's processing. Explosions are the way that your body tells you it's done. It can't take anymore. It doesn't know how to process these big emotions. It's literally like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum, right? For those of you that have kids, how many times does your kiddo throw a fit like they've been shot if you tell them they can't put the fork in the electrical outlet, right? The, mel the meltdown doesn't make sense but to them, they don't know how to process what they're feeling. They're confused, they're angry, they're frustrated, and it comes out in a level 10 meltdown, screaming, crying, right? Hopefully, as adults, we don't go that extreme, but it can result in yelling at our spouse, yelling at our kids, stomping out of the room, passive aggressiveness, right? Like pick your poison, however it shows up for you. But eventually, if you don't process or take things out one by one or as they come up, you're going to hit your capacity and it's like a teapot, you know, getting to that boiling point and it, the steam has to go somewhere. So instead of waiting until all of that pressure builds up and that teapot screams or that toddler breaks down, let's take the lid off sooner. Let's crack the lid a little bit, let some of that steam out, 
and then you have more space. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It just needs to be a little bit at a time. And maybe for you, this is best done with a therapist, right? Maybe it's best done with a coach. Maybe it's best done with your friend or a safe venting person that you have. Maybe it's best done through journaling or voice memos or meditation. There's so many options, but it's so important you give yourself an option. And if you don't feel like you have any of those options, I want you to dig deeper into that. Where do you feel stuck? Why don't you feel like you have anyone to reach out to? What's stopping you from journaling or sitting with yourself? Right? Those two things are free. Find a piece of paper, write down, how do I feel today? Look up prompts on Pinterest. Right? But this is where I do feel like a coach is paramount because we can pick around the story that you're telling yourself and ask questions to gently lead you to be able to look at what's behind the scenes. I said this in an earlier episode and Brooke Castillo says this all the time. It's like walking into a dark room and turning the light on and seeing that it's just disgusting. There's dust, there's old furniture, things are falling apart, clutter everywhere, right? It doesn't give you the warm fuzzies to walk in. The brain's reaction, your first reaction is, whoop, shut off the light, close that door, we will visit that another day. But the room doesn't get clean that way, right? It's not Harry Potter where you can just wave your wand and everything's clean. Like you have to go in and do the work. You have to open the windows. You have to sweep the dust. You have to shake off all of the furniture covers, right? You have to pick up the trash before you can look around and say, oh, this is a room again, right? You're the room. So if that's your body, maybe it's looking at your gut microbiome, looking at your sleep, looking at your mental like health. Turn on the light and be willing to look at it. Okay. So that brings us to processing. What is processing? How do you do it? Why is it helpful? So like you said at the beginning, process is a series of actions or steps taken to achieve a goal. And right now the goal is to let the steam out of the kettle or the teapot before that reaches its boiling point. Okay. So that's our goal. And just to feel better right? Not feel so angry, not feel so irritated, not feel like if one thing goes wrong, you're going to lose your stuff, right? So processing is slower. It's a slower process than packing. It's harder to do. It's more uncomfortable upfront. It requires you to increase your awareness and your curiosity and explore how you experience that emotion in your body and it requires you to learn from yourself what was it about that specific situation that caused such a big reaction maybe it was how somebody else talked to you maybe it was something you saw or did while you were at work maybe it's something that you tried and failed at right processing is almost like If you take a slinky that's been together and you just kind of slowly pull it apart, right? The loops get bigger. The spirals get bigger. It's easier to see in between each coil. 
packing is just taking the slinky and throwing it down the stairs, right? I'll pick that up later. Processing is taking the time to pull it apart and look, be really curious about, okay, if that response, if that emotional reaction came from within me, where did it come from? Is that an old story that I've carried? Is that something that's not even true? Do I want to continue to carry that? Where do I feel that in my body? How does that show up? Where have I felt that before? And these are all great questions that you can journal on as well. So if you need to go back and pause it, write down each question and then give yourself anywhere from three to five minutes to just free write on those questions and see what comes up for you. But processing leads to, can lead to hard conversations, right? If you can process how someone's comment made you feel, then you can go to them and say, hey, I, you may have been joking earlier, but when you say that, I felt hurt by that. And I just wanted to let you know that's, that's not really the kind of humor that I appreciate right? That's so different than, oh my God, you were always picking on me. Why don't you just leave me the F alone? You're so mean, right? Rather than the explosive blame, shame, justify, you just tell them, hey, that didn't feel good for me. I don't appreciate that kind of humor. That doesn't really jive with how I am or who I like to be around. Then you give the other person the opportunity to respond. If they continue to do that, if they continue to do and say things that you have then informed them hurt you, then maybe it's time to reevaluate that relationship, right? But if they don't know it's not their job to read your mind or your subtle passive aggressiveness, I was moping around for three days and you didn't notice anything. That's not their job. At that point, you're avoiding a difficult conversation on both ends. It's uncomfortable for you to say, hey, that that really hurt me because then you run the risk of, oh my God, you're so sensitive. I was just joking, right? You risk that rejection and that ridicule. But at the same time, if you process that and are coming from a place of that really just isn't the kind of humor and the kind of talk that I'm interested in, in a friendship, relationship, that comes from a healthy place for you. And if they come at you with, oh my gosh, you're so sensitive, I was just joking, that's their reaction to being uncomfortable to your truth, which has nothing to do with you, right? The delivery of it, if you come from that education, just kind of very well-intended space of, hey, just letting you know that comment didn't sit well with me versus the, all right, well, you don't have to be mean about it, right? Like you can stay out of all of that back and forth and people's brains trying to protect one another. It comes from a place of, hey, I've sat with this and I realized I wasn't being overdramatic about it. I wasn't reacting to something else that compounded on top of this. I just didn't appreciate that comment. So for me, I would appreciate if you didn't speak to me like that, right? It allows you to set boundaries much in the same way of, hey, that's just not really, that doesn't sit well with me. That's not what I expect or that's not what I'm going to be around in my life, okay? 
that gives the other person all of the opportunity in the world to either show up differently and stay in your life or if that's not in their world and maybe your boundaries aren't what they're looking for it gives you both the opportunity to move on in a healthy way rather than having some big dramatic painful fallout right it's much more amicable if it's just like well we just didn't we didn't jive they have a different sense of humor and i just didn't appreciate it or they had values that didn't line up with mine and it's no longer that blaming degrading it doesn't have to be a big painful thing it can just be we're just different and we were both able to come to that recognition without drama or hurting each other right it allows an opportunity for you guys to grow together this is especially true in relationships if you can process your own stuff and communicate it in a clear and caring way it will open up so many avenues of communication and it will increase it has the potential to increase safety within the relationship i know that i can talk about my emotions and how things made me feel freely without the fear of that ridicule or that um lashback is that the word backlash (laughs) without that backlash of being called overly sensitive or any anything else right because i've taken my time to understand my hurt and my reaction and where that came from for me my fear points and i've processed it i've gotten curious about it i know how it presents in my body so then i can more clearly and caringly communicate that to my partner and to my friends right so a little bit longer one today but that is processing versus packing both have their place but long term if you can be willing to get uncomfortable and process things in real time as much as possible you are going to know yourself so much better you are going to have a deeper sense of connection and trust and confidence within yourself because you know you can handle any emotion that comes through your body you can handle fear you can handle shame you can handle embarrassment you can handle anger you can handle joy you can handle excitement and surprise if you are aware of how those things present in your body if you know oh i feel it my gut I'm, i'm feeling anxious where is that coming from you can observe how you're feeling and what your body is going through rather than just being a victim to the experience of it and making it factual right like well they just talk to me like this and then it riles me up and makes me anxious and then i feel angry and i I just can't do anything about it versus okay when we have conversations like this i feel anxious so i'm gonna step back i'm gonna figure out where that's coming from for me I'm going to understand why, what my thought process is around it. And then I'm going to communicate that in a way that either sets a boundary of this style of communication does not work for me. We need to find something else. Or you can have the power to say, hey, when we have conversations like that, I tend to get 
triggered and sometimes I'm just going to need a minute to just sit with myself. I'm happy to have this conversation with you, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. If I ask for a minute, it's so I can process things, not because I don't want to have the conversation, right? All of that power comes back to your ability to process and understand what's happening within your body and between your ears, most importantly, right? How you think, how you respond to feelings, the actions you take because of those feelings, that all comes back to the thoughts that you're used to and the thoughts that you choose to think and the thoughts that you don't choose to think that run on auto, right? Which is the value and power of a coach Because if you know your patterns and we pick up on your patterns, then we can say, what if that's not true? How, what if that thought isn't true? What if that thought doesn't serve you anymore? How can we pick that apart? How can we choose something more powerful? And then you can process on an even deeper level. Okay. All right, beautiful people. That's all I have for you this week. I hope your February has been phenomenal. Let me know what you think about this episode. Comment, rate below, and I would I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. Okay? Let me know if the closet style audio was better or if what we were doing before worked better for you. And I will see you next week. Bye.